Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I got to sit down with the beautiful Sonia Bavistock and talk all things social media with her. So Sonia Bavistock is a fashion and lifestyle blogger, and in 2017, she took everything that she had learned from building an online brand herself with over 35,000 engaged and loyal readers and followers to launch Scribe and Social and help other business owners make their social medias shine and really cast a spotlight on their unique brand stories. So Scribe and Social is all about online presence with substance and style, and I know you're going to get so much about this incredible chat that I had with Sonia, picking her brains about all things social media. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. So I am so excited to be sitting down today with Sonia Bavistock from Scribe and Social, and we're going to be talking all things social media, but Sonia also has a really interesting story in terms of how she got into this business in the first place. So welcome, Sonia. How are you feeling today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be with you. I um, am a massive fan of yours, as you know, and enrolled to do the NLP certification with you later this year, which I'm so excited about. And I love your podcast. I love what you share and just the fact that it's all simple yet actionable things that can make a real difference. And that's exactly what I'm all about with social media. Well, I feel very grateful for that. That was a beautiful intro. And yeah, I I think you have really mastered the art of conveying from what I've witnessed in the couple of years now that I've known you and been following you, this real genuine authenticity, but also with style and grace. So I'm excited to be able to pick your brains on a personal level about this stuff, because I think we can always be learning more about how to best put ourselves out there on social media and different platforms. But also I want to learn more about your story because there's a bit of a relaunch my life story in your in your back end so just share for the listeners if you can how long you've been in business and what the journey was to take you from corporate to to now running your own gig yeah so it actually began six years ago um I started a blog out of um being in a job that was not very rewarding. So there was a lot of change taking place in the job that I was in. And funnily enough, it was my husband who is not on social media at all that suggested I should start a blog because at the time I was a really prolific blog reader. I would read blogs every day. I would comment on every single one of my favorite blogs every day. And so I just started that purely as a creative outlet. And that's kind of always been my passion project, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. Um, I continued to work in the corporate world. I left my job of that I'd been in for nine years, which was probably, let's be real, three years too long. But anyway, moved on <laughs> and then moved on to something new and I started this new job and I just knew instantly on day one that this was not the place that I was meant to be long term. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in regrets or mistakes. I believe in lessons. And so, you know, I knew that it was going to be a great experience, which it was, and I met some great people. Um, and But I said to myself, and I don't even know where this came from, but it was like an intuitive hit. I just said to myself, in t- like inside, I just said, okay, this job, I'll be here for 18 months mm-hmm. and then I will move on to something else. And what that something else was going to be, I had absolutely no idea until 12 months in and I just suddenly thought to myself, how amazing would it be to work for myself? That could, what a great experience that would be. And so the next question I asked myself was, well, what, what would that look like? What would I do? And so I really took some time to carefully consider like what that could be. And ultimately it came down to what is my brain picking topic? What do people take me out for coffee for and just want to talk all about and gain my insights and knowledge about? And it was social media. Mm. Because at that stage, I'd been blogging for some four years and I'd built a pretty sizable audience and I had done a lot of great work and collaborations. And a lot of people that I know and friends that I have are entrepreneurs and business owners. So they were the ones like needing help. And I just thought to myself, my gosh, if this is just my little circle of people who need help with this, can you imagine how many others are out there like in the trenches, slogging it out alone, trying to figure all of this stuff out while running a business as well. And I just thought there's something in this. And yeah, and so literally I took on my first social media management client. I, I said to them, it's like it was a friend's business. I said to them, can I just take over your socials for three months? No charge. I just want to see if I can do this if I'm good at it and if I can get you results. And they went, please take it. And uh-huh. so, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like such a good and offer. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a great offer looking back now that I know how much work goes into it. Um, but like, it, but I proved to myself I could do it and that I was good at it and I enjoyed it. And so very quietly I just started having conversations with friends and my, my immediate circle just letting people know, hey, this is my idea for my business. This is what I think I might like to do. And all of a sudden I had my first official client and then I had another one and then I had another one. And so over the course of five months, I had built up my business to such a point that it had reached tipping point. I was working seven days a week. I was getting up at 5 a.m. to work for a few hours before going to work, doing my day job, coming home and then working for several more hours in the evening. And it got to the stage where financially it was viable and it felt like the right time. So it felt like tipping point to me. And again, it was my beautiful, supportive husband who said, now's the time. You need Mm. to leave this job and you need to do this business full time. So it was really nice to kind of just have the person that you love just be on board and just see it as well, see it at the same time. Um, And yeah, as I said, I had that little self-imposed deadline of being in that job for 18 months. And uh, when I left, it was 17 months. Excellent. Perfect. So one, one month of, of a little one bit month of ahead transition. Of schedule. <laughs> yeah. And so your initial blog was around styling, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's called Sonia Styling and it initially it just started out purely as a creative outlet for me because as I said, I was really unhappy in my job at the time. There'd been a lot of change. My role had changed significantly. Um, this comp- The company was going through a transition. So we'd gone from 85 staff to six and I wow. was one of the six left standing. Um, and so it was a creative outlet. I literally was just sharing my thoughts and feelings, snippets of my life. And then naturally I'm just really into fashion. I just really enjoy it. 
And um, so I just started sharing like outfits and uh, talking about things that I like and ways I would style things. And so it took off from there. And, um, you know, I wasn't one of those clever bloggers who niched down really specifically. I was just showing up as me from the very beginning and that resonated. And so that built me this beautiful organic platform of amazing like-minded women who just enjoyed what I do and would show up anytime I had something to say and would buy things I recommended. And so there are amazing opportunities that came off the back of that. And I will always have a soft spot for Sonia Styling. I always like to think of her as my alter e- my online alter ego because she's kind of like my Beyonce Sasha Fierce in a way. Like it's me, but it's obviously an edited version of me uh, for the internet. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started and how it grew. And basically, you know, I like to think that my unique point of difference being a social media coach now is the fact that I walk my talk. I've been walking this path for the past six years solid, doing it for myself, working it all out for myself, learning and growing and trialing and, um, you know, analyzing, doing all of those things myself for myself. So then when I teach someone something, I can say, I've done that. I'm not just going off of theories or things I've read on the internet. It's like, I've legit done this and I've seen results. And not just telling people to follow them and unfollow them. Exactly. Oh, yuck. No, no, none of that icky icky behaviour. So I'm excited to pick your brain. So tell me, what are some of the biggest faux pas you see with social media out there right now? Because there's a lot of fly-by-night, brand-new pop-up social media companies and people who are, in your opinion, doing things totally the wrong way. So what do you think is is, are the faux pas? That's a great question. Um, Definitely that whole follow-unfollow behaviour is just ridiculous. Um, Yes, it's going to catch someone's eye if you follow and then unfollow them and then follow them again and then unfollow them and then follow them again. It's going to catch their eye, but it's going to catch their eye for the wrong reason. You're going to irritate me because you're not genuinely wanting to engage with me. You're just wanting to be seen. So I follow you so that your numbers grow. That's not an authentic strategy. So that is just like, don't, please don't do that. And don't use the hashtags like follow for follow and like for like, because they are so spammy. They just attract the wrong kind of followers. It's just, you're engaging in that spammy behavior. The other thing I am dead against is buying followers and buying likes. I just think that is just like appalling. It's just not like, you're not, again, you're not attracting the right people. I would rather have a hundred or a thousand truly engaged people who genuinely like what I do and potentially could become a client as opposed to looking the goods because I have 10,000 followers and yet they don't like any of my posts and they don't comment with genuine comments and they're not going to buy from me at any stage. So um, it's less of a numbers game for me. I think too many people place too much emphasis on having a certain sized audience when it's all about one of my favorite um, marketing gurus is Seth Godin. And he says, it's all about the smallest viable audience. So how can you show up for them and how can you serve them and how can you help them? So that's what the end game is all about for me. I heard this awesome statement um, a little while ago from Marina Mara. Actually, she said that, uh, 
numbers are vanity engagement Mm -hmm. is sanity and it's I think we miss you know you did a Facebook live in the SA Woman Network yesterday which was great and I've already started using some of your pointers about showing a behind the scenes and those sorts of things but I think um you know it's so important you were talking about DMs and how there's just power if you're building a business from the beginning in engaging with people through direct messaging and it's you know how great it's like we have all of our clients details but also dealing with it in respect and in non-spammy ways I think we've all been on the other end of you know multi-level marketing spam and things like that and I think that's another big no-no but you got very passionate then when you were talking about all the faux pas so I think it's probably something that you must just see things out there going why are people doing this and so then from a social media perspective what what really works like what are the things that there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are starting their own business and they're you know they're just beginning and maybe they've only got a few hundred followers but but what are some of the real key things, maybe two or three key things that you think would really support people in building their business and their their, num- their followings? Yeah, so number one, I would say consistency is key, that if you take nothing away, then please just take away that consistency is key because you have to show up and you have to post and you have to engage with other people every single day. Like you don't have to post every single day, but you need to be showing up every single day and engaging with people if you want to be seen, if you want to build your tribe and if you want to grow your business. So I would just say, first and foremost, get really super clear about how often can you realistically post on social media? And there are a few key factors to consider with regards to that. So number one is how much content do you have? Number two is what are your goals? Is it brand awareness? Is it moving stock? Like what is it? Number three, um, what time do you have to be able to commit to creating that content, publishing it, and then being available to respond to comments and questions? So just get really super clear. For some people that might look like three posts a week and that's totally fine. For other people, it might be every second day. And then for others, it might be daily and it might be like once a day or multiple times a day. It really does depend on your business and the industry that you're in and then also the commitment you're willing to give to it and do that consistently. And then I would also say showing up is my other biggest tip. Like I cannot emphasize this enough. And um, I would say the biggest advantage that small and medium businesses have over huge businesses and multinationals is us. We are our businesses and we are the ones who are showing up. We're the ones behind the counter, behind the computer, like it's us. And we are pouring our heart and souls into this business and we know it better than anyone. And so the difference between you and the next business is going to be you. So this is the reason why people are going to choose you, to choose to buy from you or choose to work from you, work with you and to choose to continue to engage with you is when you show up and you share part of yourself, like that is the most powerful thing you can do because I think sometimes we forget that social media platforms are social first and foremost and they're a marketing platform second so bring that human element show up show your face and do it consistently they're really good tips so let's go there then because you know I'm obsessed about this this is my conversation people pick my brains over coffee at is what do you think is stopping people from showing up let's talk about some of the mindset games that people have going on as well Oh, totally. And you just nailed it right there because yes, I'm a social media coach, but ultimately I'm not just teaching the nuts and bolts of social media. I'm working a lot on people's mindset. And I think the biggest 
thing is fear. And fear can um, manifest itself in a multitude of different ways, as you would know. Um, It can be sparked from many different things that have happened to a person in their lifetime. And I think people are just scared because they think, oh, I don't know what to say. And will I look silly? And do I have anything like important to say? Will anyone care? And the answer to all of those things is like, no, you will not look silly. Of course you have something to say. And yes, people will care. So long as you are being true to yourself, it doesn't have to be a glossy, shiny, perfect picture. In fact, the more real, the better, because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for authenticity because something that they can connect to. And I always say that you never know, as human beings, we just need one tiny little thing that we have in common and that will connect us. There'll be something that you say or share or do or are passionate about that someone else will stand up and go, me too. You know what? You're my kind of person. And they will connect with that and they will become a follower and a fan and ultimately a customer or a client. Yeah, I think sometimes people see the numbers or it's really interesting, obviously, the way the universe works, a client that I was literally just working with before this session, we had to clear a fear of judgment and she wasn't putting herself out there on social media. So it's, I said she should tune in to listen to this podcast next week. So, you know, it's so common, but it's often the people close to us, their judgment that we fear the most. And so um, it's interesting that, you know, it's, it's a lot of people don't care if there's hundreds of thousands of strangers that see their stuff, but it's that brother or partner or parent or child or someone and what they'll say or the, I guess, the, the, the perception. Um, it's really interesting because I think you can be so passionate about something and maybe you don't talk about it at the family barbecue, but you might feel comfortable talking about it on your social media or in your business. So. Absolutely. And you know what? The funny thing is, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about my own um, situation. And honestly, I don't have any of those people in my mind when I'm writing my social content. All I'm thinking about is who can I help with this? So my target audience is not my mother-in-law. No offense, Carolyn. I love you to pieces, but she's not, she's not going to be my, my client. She's not who I'm writing or doing this for. I'm doing this for another woman in business who is trying to find her feet, trying to find her way through this new landscape. And I want to be like the voice and the person who says, I'm here for you. And I've been there and this is what I've tried. And this is what works and you can do it too. And I really want to empower them and give them the confidence to show up and to tell their stories and to connect with other people. So for those people who are fearful of what their family and friends might think of what they put on their social media as their brand or their business, don't even think about them because they're your friends and family. They love you for who you are. They're not going to be buying from you. They're not going to be your clients. They might be in the beginning when you're like testing yourself out and and like practicing on people, but ultimately they're not the ones you're doing this for. They're not the ones you're setting out to serve and to help. So focus more on who you're trying to help and who you're trying to serve than yourself or than your friends and family. And that definitely just lets people get out of their own way Mm -hmm. and really talk to their niche and narrowing that down. So you recently finished your first sort of six-week training. It was Elevate Your Instagram. Tell us a bit about that and what other courses and things you have to be able to educate people more about how they can get themselves out there authentically on social media. 
Yeah, so that was really exciting. That was my very first online group coaching uh, experience, which was amazing. I had the most incredible group of 26 women in business from all over Australia, all different industries, all different stages of business as well. And I designed that program to logically step through all of the essential elements of Instagram that you really need to nail a strong and authentic presence and to start creating content that is on message, on brand and heartfelt and heart-led. So we cover a gamut of topics from, you know, setting up your Instagram profile and your bio to making sure that's really optimized and strong and conveys who you are. Um, identifying your content pillars or the topics you speak about on social media, hashtag strategies, images, um, community engagement, collaborations. Like we cover the whole dang lot and it is, um, I'm really proud of it and I'm so proud of the students that have gone through round one. They are amazing and they are doing the work and I think that's the biggest difference is when you are when your mindset is right and you're ready to implement something new and you do the work that's when the magic happens so I'm about to launch round two which uh, commences at the end of uh, 22nd of July 2019 Um, so for anyone who's interested you can absolutely check that out and I would love to have you be part of the tribe and I'm going to be running that probably one more time live this year Um, with the aim of turning that into an online course so anyone can access it at any time and also be part of a private Facebook group so there's that support and there's that community element to it as well. Um, From there, I'm building a membership. So for those who go through Elevate Your Instagram, there is a membership available to you. And, um, yeah, so what I've found is once you have done the work, when you deep dive into a course and then you're out there in the big wide world, that's the time you need the most support. So this is why I'm creating this membership is to offer continued support, continued education, but on a bit more of a like a laid back, lower scale, less intense than like a six-week course. Um, And then I just want to do more and more in-person events and workshops and um, presenting at events and speaking because I'm just so passionate about connecting with people and I just think you can form amazing, incredible connections online and I have formed so many, Um, but there's nothing quite as magic as meeting someone in real life and connecting with them face-to-face. And so I'm really excited. I'm hosting an Instagram stories workshop this weekend Um, And I hope to do more of those kind of like small niche workshops where we just deep dive into like one element and get people really super comfortable and really super confident with it so that they then go out and they start actioning it straight away. So yeah, there's a few offerings there. And then obviously I offer one-on-one coaching as well. So that's a longer term thing. That's more, that's three, three months or six months. And we work one-on-one and it's quite intensive and I am a hundred percent on your team and there for you during that time that we work together. And those, that particular coaching offering is what I touched on before. It goes so much deeper than social media. Like, yes, there, we talk about social media and email welcome sequences and how to write newsletters and what to put in them and how to reach out for collaborations and that kind of thing. But my goodness, is there a lot of mindset work that goes on and a lot of confidence building and finding your personal stories that you can tell and really empowering people to show up as well and just be their authentic selves online. So yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I just love working with people and I love helping and (laughs) I feel like this is my calling. (laughs) 
I can definitely tell. And, you know, I talk about this sometimes on the podcast. It's like you can really tell there's like a look in someone's eye or there's a particular tone of voice that you just know someone is living their purpose and they are in flow and you have that in oodles and that's why I was you know it was absolute no-brainer to interview you and I know that so many people listening to this have got tons already uh, but you know for the person who's sitting here going oh I just I don't know I'm not sure what I should do or they feel overwhelmed because should they be on Instagram or should they be on Facebook or what are you, what's your advice in terms of just one step they could take as an action because I love putting like a small action in each podcast so what's an action that they could take around their social media this week that would make a difference for them so I would say definitely don't spread yourself too thin so just choose one or two social platforms um, that your ideal customer or your ideal follower is on so if that's Facebook and Instagram then spend your time there if it's LinkedIn and Facebook spend your time there So just identify the one to two main social media platforms and go all in because if you do any more than that, you're spreading yourself too thin. And I would also say, and what I don't include in that is your mailing list because what I like to say to my clients is the only platforms you own are your website and your mailing list. So they are yours. that's That's your home. That's your home, basically. And then when you're playing on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, you're playing on rented ground. You're playing on rented property. So you don't own those followers, that platform. They could be gone tomorrow. And if they are, then what else have you got? So that's why choosing two social platforms, um, having a great website, strong website, and communicating with your mailing list on a regular basis and giving them supreme value is really imperative and really important. Great tips. I think keeping it simple and like laser focus is really important. And so what are you noticing in terms of like landscape, things changing in the next six to 12 months in terms of social media? It's constantly changing. And even, even though there are micro changes happening all the time, I think what is like definitely obvious to everyone is video. Video is here and now, but it's also the, the future of social media. And so for those people who haven't jumped on the video bandwagon yet, it's not as scary as you think and it doesn't have to be as complicated as you think either. The best place to start is Instagram stories because you can literally create a video in the palm of your hand in under a minute. And that's all it has to be because what that does is it fast tracks the no like trust factor with your audience and it forms a connection, a connection that's far, far stronger than any post that you can put written posts that you can put out there so if you want to start dabbling in in video start with um instagram stories because i i tell you it makes a huge huge difference and yeah so definitely video is gonna is the way of the future so there's going to be more and more video content produced and consumed and yeah i would recommend that you if you haven't hopped on it already do so now So I had a question last night on the live that you did in the uh, community and I said, you know, but sometimes, and my listeners would know this about me as well, like sometimes I will... I will say, oh, no, I'm not going to do a live or a video because my hair doesn't look good or my makeup doesn't look good. And, you know, there's that reality of like we're all humans and we all don't look perfect all the time although I don't know Sonia you tend to so I'm not sure I want to see some more behind the scenes ones (laughs) Um, but like what would you say to that because I know that's just a silly belief right and it doesn't matter 
how much does it matter? Because I think I've still got some hangover of the, you have to be professional because it's your business, etc. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? So first of all, that's just a story you're telling yourself. I know. <laughs> and secondly, what you just said there was very telling. And I think a lot of people think the same things. And this is why people struggle with social media as businesses. Mm. Oh, I think I have to show up as a professional because I'm showing up as a business on social media. Um, wrong. You are showing up as a person on social media and you just so happen to be a business owner. So if that's the case, just be yourself. Like seriously, just be yourself. People just want to get to know you and they want to connect with you uh, on a human level. And when it comes to showing up on video, this is why like Instagram stories and going live is so brilliant because those things are only live for 24 hours and then they're gone unless you choose to add them to a highlight or repurpose them as IGTV videos or what have you. Um, so what people are looking for, and this is what we call a pattern interrupt or a pattern disruptor. We are so attuned and accustomed to the glossy, the shiny and the perfect nowadays online that when we see something that's quite raw, real, spontaneous, unedited, it stops us in our tracks. And it literally like we, we can't help but engage with it because it kind of shocks you out of that like autopilot mode that you can get on when you're on in front of a screen. And so people want to see you when you haven't got a face full of makeup, when your hair is full of dry shampoo, when you're wearing active wear, when there's a pile of like washing in the background, like people love that stuff because it makes you relatable and it makes you really likable and it just builds, further builds and further strengthens that those connections that you have with your followers because they're like, oh my God, she's just like me. So the only thing I would say about showing up on video is don't show up on video when you are sad, grumpy, PMSing. Like if you are really having a bad day or if something has gone horribly wrong, you've had an argument with your partner or you've gotten some bad news, you don't have to show up. You can choose when you show up. So like those are my kind of boundaries when it comes to showing up on video because I don't want people to be turned off, for want of a better term, by my bad vibes. I don't want them picking up any kind of negative vibes or bad vibes and tuning out and going, ugh, what was that about? Like people can read it, they can feel it, they can see it. Definitely. And I I think I've seen even people though that post in those times and say, I'm posting in this way because I want you to know that I'm authentic and I have these days too. And I think even those posts sometimes get a little bit of Ugh, you know, and yeah. I think that, that's a fine line, isn't it? About is yes, we're line. human, but yeah. you don't always have to share it all. Absolutely. And like, you know, you set your own boundaries. So for example, like I say, don't show up when you're in a bad mood or something bad has happened. But for example, a couple of weeks ago, I did a little series of Instagram stories where I just said, you guys, I have to be really honest with you right now. I am exhausted. This past week has kicked my butt. But you know what? I've pushed through. I've gotten to the other side. I'm feeling really good now that it's Friday and I'm going to have a little rest and I'm going to come back next week recharged and ready to go. And I got quite a bit of feedback from those videos from other people just saying, you know what? Me too. This week kicked my butt too. Like I had a really hard time. I struggled through this week too. So thank you for sharing that. That made me feel like I wasn't alone. So absolutely, you can kind of, you know, bear your soul now and then when you feel comfortable and when you feel like you want to, but like for the most part, no one wants to engage with a Debbie Downer every single time. So you do want to show up mostly when you're in a good mood and you're ready to go and you've got something to share. And so 
those would be my quick little tips with regards to showing up on video is have a purpose, know exactly what you're going to say because you want to get to your point in under a minute. Don't waffle at the start going, hi guys, so it's been a while since I've been on here. Don't waste that first 15 seconds. Like dive straight in and get to the point and tell us what you've got to share with us. Smile when you speak. Such a simple and it sounds so silly, but my goodness, does it make a difference to your energy? Because you taught me that. Like you cannot physically be grumpy when you are smiling. Like so when you smile when you speak, even though you might feel cheesy, it just makes you so much more engaging and warm and likable. And you draw people in with your smile. And if you need to like pump yourself up to get on video and like to get into that state then put on your favorite song and dance it out. Because when you physically move your body, especially to a really great tune, then you are shifting energy. And so that puts you in a good mood. You hop on your video, you're naturally smiling because you've just danced like a lunatic around your lounge room and you're ready to show up for people. And the last piece, which I love you always say as well, is make sure you're actually looking at the little dot that is the camera. Make yes. sure you're not just looking at yourself because it looks creepy for people watching it. It does. It looks really funny. And we do it all the time because it's really distracting because, you know, we're meant to be looking at this little camera, tiny little camera lens, and yet we can see our whole face below. So please, if you are recording a video, hold your phone up at eye line or slightly above so it's a flattering angle don't hold it down low nobody looks good from that angle not even Beyonce so hold it at eye line or above face towards a natural light source if you can so face towards a window so you've got some beautiful natural light on your face and no harsh shadows um, and then smile look at that camera don't look at the screen because that's really distracting and just like get straight to your point, say what you need to say, and then publish that video. Awesome. Well, I think this interview, I can't believe it's already been half an hour. This interview has just been jam-packed full of so many actionable tips that people can take and apply straight away. But for those who feel like they need more of a hand-holding and they want to know more, definitely um, the links to Sonia's website are going to be in the show notes. So you can download them. What is your website? Just let everyone know. Yeah. So my business is called Scribe and Social. So Scribe is in a writer and social. So scribeandsocial.com.au. And you can find me on Instagram at scribeandsocial. I love hanging out on Instagram, especially in DMs. So if you've ever got a question or you want to chat about something, then hit me up in the DMs and we can we can talk. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to have you at the training in October and I know that's just going to add an even more amazing element to the work that you're already doing with your clients and I think what you're doing is wonderful and I really am a big fan of yours. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights and inspiration with our audience and I know that there's going to be a lot of people gaining benefit and we're going to see a lot more people out there shining their light as a result of this interview. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.